Two words to describe Mark Negley are dynamic and selfless. Mark has dedicated his life to the work of helping others through their loss. He displays selflessness as he guides people from surviving back to thriving. His dynamic spirit is infectious and makes you want to learn more about how you can live a joy-filled life like he does. You're gonna love this conversation. Here we go. Mark Negley, you're here. Yes, you're here. Thank Here's you. your first question. Okay. If you had to create a title for the story of your life, what would it be? Boy, that's a good question. Yeah, you know, I guess I'd, I'm tempted to go Rocky, right? The yeah. no matter how many times you get hit, you can get back up, sort of thing. But I think I like I'm going to go Paul. Okay. And that is, no matter how high the mountain you're blessed to stand on mm. or how deep the valley you're enduring all things are possible with god yeah that's good tell me yeah. about some of those mountaintop experiences that you've had well you know from a worldly standpoint i've been deeply blessed right so i've you know met and married the woman of my dreams we're married for 25 years wow. and we had a beautiful little boy which is you know that moment in life that's you know so hard to put into words and yeah. I've enjoyed professional success. I've traveled the world. I've yeah. seen and done so many, you know, amazing things. I'm just you really tell? grateful. Tell, tell me some of those fun experiences. Well, you know, I mean, I've I've traveled Africa. I bungee jumped in New Zealand before wow. it was a thing. Um, <laughs> scuba dive the Great Barrier Reef. Have been, you know, in Italy and. Uh, and you know, all over you know the world, really, every state in the United States. And okay, stop. Fun stuff. You're bragging now. <laughs> it's a, just a real. It's a fun adventure. Life is an adventure. Yeah, you know? isn't it? Yeah. I great. love traveling. I remember um, when we were growing up, my mom would take us to the mountains, and she would be, you know, my dad would be driving, and my mom would be like, "Look, you guys, look at the amazing mountains. Look how beautiful it is." And I'd be sitting in the back, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, Mom, I don't care. <laughs> and now I do the same thing with my kids. I'm like, look at how beautiful this is. You know, I mean, even just the sunset and everything that God has created, I just look at it and think, wow, our God is so good. He's so amazing to, to create wonderful things. And, you know, travel is a love of mine, And but... You have a much longer list. <laughs> well, you know, and, <laughs> and, and there, there's so many people out there that have done more than I have yeah. in in that regard. So I'm just, you know, thrilled that God's given me these yep. these these opportunities. But you know, it, I love your thought on, you know, your kids. Perhaps not our kids. You know, not enjoying the beauty and yeah. the majesty. And I think back to Genesis as sometimes when I want to recharge or reset, you know, my perspective in mm -hmm. life. And I think. The very first words in the Bible are, and God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. And it seems so, such a simple statement, yeah. and yet it's so profound. And I, I love thinking about the heavens and the earth in the context that the world here seems so yeah. big. But when you lie at night, 
looking in a clear sky through the billions of stars out yeah. there. It kind of shapes our perspective and helps us understand where we are. Yeah. And, you know, maybe our troubles are not as big as we can make them out to be when maybe we think about it in the context of God's enormous love yeah. and creation. Yeah. And, you know, I think about we're only here for a vapor moment. Okay. I, in one of the translations, it says we're here for a vapor moment, and yet we get to spend eternity with the Lord. And um, mm. sometimes when I think about the troubles that I've been in, I think about, okay, but in eternity, this is like a little blip in time. And so I, I like that, putting it into perspective of how God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, it's just different. His view of our issues is so much different than the way we look at it. And that gives me hope, really. Uh, well, what are the terms that we've heard uh, analogously applied to our lives, right? Yeah. Sand through the hourglass and yeah. dust in the wind. And we stop and remember that there's 100% of us that are here temporarily, mm. right? Nobody is here in yeah. this world. Um, for the long term. That means we're all going to be faced with um, what happens, where are we now, and what is really the the, the meaning of, yeah. of our lives and where we're going in the, particularly when we're faced with challenges and difficulties. Yeah. And boy, when you think about the eternal dynamic where God's love is so, and is, is so much greater than perhaps we can put into words and, and maybe even imagine, as yeah. the song says, I can only imagine. <laughs> you know, it, it gives us, you know, hope and encouragement that, you know, this is, it's gonna be okay. It's, yeah. it's, he's got me, yeah. he's got me. At my funeral, I want, I can only imagine played. And yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I love that song. There's something about, and I, I actually don't know if this is the meaning of the song, but to me, this is what it means is I can only imagine when I get to stand in front of Jesus, like what that experience will be like, right. the um, magnitude, the opportunity to worship forever, all of the hardship, all of the struggles in life, all of the valleys in life, sure. that doesn't matter anymore. Like that brings me hope. And that's what my hope is for other people is that they see that Jesus is eternity, the way, the truth, the life, the way to eternal life in heaven, meeting Jesus. My hope is that people see that that is what matters. And yet we go through the valleys. Sure do. We have mountaintop experiences. But we also go through the valley, mm. and how do we get through that in life? And I'm so thankful that you have created this book mm. and an entire ministry to help people know how to handle loss and grief and getting through the, the valleys. At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body He gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, 
along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and I love their products because I feel incredible taking them. And I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first SmartShip order, you receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. Well, you know, I've had, you know, some significant challenges and, you know, it's lovely and, and fun to think about the mountaintop experiences, yeah. but it, you, I'll just say in the 23rd Psalm, when David is writing that, and he restoreth my soul and leadeth me on the paths of righteousness for his namesake, right? Mm -hmm. A very famous line coming out of the first stanza. That's so uplifting. And yet the very next line is, Yea, though I walk through the valley yeah. of the shadow. This is part of our journey. Mm -hmm. So for me, my journey has included um, finding out that my little boy, this perfect little beautiful creation from God, had learning disabilities yeah. and that his life was going to be different. He'd have his, his own mountains that he would have to climb, which he has. Yeah. And further, you know, I was diagnosed with cancer out of the blue and faced with when the doctor looks you in the eye and says, mm. look, I'm, I'm not going to, there's no way I can, you know, cover this up and, and uh, minimize it. You have cancer and it's yeah. serious. And when someone tells you that, the world wow. changes, your perspective on your mortality changes. Yeah. And um, I've had a phone call from a an emergency um, a vehicle that told me they were rushing my wife Victoria to the hospital. She'd been in a high-speed car accident wow. and they didn't know she'd make it. And following that accident, she had uh, various neurological issues that led her into a deep depression. And we struggled for several years with her battling the depths of the disease of depression, which is a family challenge and yeah. tragically, and probably the, the deepest valley experience of my life was um, a few years later, she succumbed to her mental health challenge and her depression and took her life. Um, wow. as in 2016, and, and, and you can say there's very few wow. valleys that are as, uh, as, as challenging yeah. as, as that. And you know, you're on your hands and knees appropriately as mm -hmm. I was looking for answers that that's that that was the floor in my yeah. in my walk I just think about experiencing that and I think how did you survive how did you survive that well it's a, I, I love that the question and uh, the term um, obviously it's one of the elements of the book that I've written but mm -hmm. survive that means literally survive right in the context of when a tough experience when you're put into a situation that most of us can never imagine right. we can't we can't expect what that's going to be like yeah. and, and many of us hope that we're never faced with 
the loss of uh, the death of a loved one, no matter what the circumstances yeah. are. But when we are, at, at that moment, you're really just trying to survive it, trying to get not through the week or to the next season, from one moment to yeah. the next, for one night's sleep, mm. for a little comfort that can provide you with, you know, that, um, that support, that energy to lift you up, to let you know that you will make it, yeah. you're surviving. And that is, um, yeah, I've interviewed hundreds of, of people who have lost loved ones in the years following Victoria's death in 2016. And the common survive experience is, I was just hanging on and it might've been struggling with a, a very significant, heavy emotional duress and crying and, and, and it might be just numb and shock. None of these are the right or wrong way. These are just different ways that we experience it. Yeah. The commonality is how do I get from here to the next moment? Yeah, moment this, to it. moment and just surviving. I am so thankful that you wrote this book. I wanna um, show it to our friends. Survive Alive, Thrive, Surviving. And then the, um, it says navigating the journey from loss to hope to happiness. Right. And I'm so thankful that you wrote this and you say that you've interviewed so many to help with this book. This isn't just your life story. This no. is really you developing a way to help other people. Um, and I love that you didn't just use your own experience. Mm -hmm. You decided, hey, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna talk to others. Tell me about how this came about and how did interviewing other people help with this book? Well, I'll, I'll tell you how interviewing others helped, not only in the creation of this book, but helped me in my healing journey. Yeah. You know, first of all, the there's some research that's done by a psychologist, Dr. Dan Siegel, who runs the, the department at UCLA. Mm. And it's about neurobiological healing that he has developed a methodology for measuring the healing that takes place following a loss or event that breaks us. Wow that is a neurological measurement experience. I mean, really interesting science, yeah. right? And one of the findings is that when you share your experience with an empathetic audience, mm. healing takes place through the act of sharing, not getting advice, not somebody saying, here's what you do and here's the steps, but just sharing to somebody who cares yeah. is, is healing. So for me, not only has this been a healing experience, mm -hmm. but it's been enlightening. Because for me, as I looked into grief groups um, and was looking for when, when I was ready, because you're not ready in the first day or, or two, and sometimes yeah. it takes weeks or months before right. you're ready to, you have the emotional and spiritual elbow room to be able to go out and restart your life and engage actively engage the healing process but you know in in the context of the uh, the sharing of one's experience even with those that that you love are in a very tight circle yeah it leads you in that direction and you know as I sought answers when I got to that stage I found that I 
couldn't really relate to them. They didn't mm. make sense in terms of my experience. So, How so? Well, traditional uh, grief, um, the journey has been defined by a, a well-known study that was done in 1969. So this is you know, quite some time ago. And Elizabeth Kubler-Ross did a, a study. She was a, a Swiss psychologist. And it was called the five stages of grief. It's right. pretty well known. Right. Pretty much everybody knows if there's grief, there's five stages. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of a sequential idea sure. that you, you know, first you're in denial, then you're uh, angry, and yeah. then you're bargaining, and then you're depressed, and then you accept it and you're okay. okay. Well, it didn't feel anything like that to me. And I mm. thought, what is, is it me? Am I, maybe I'm an outlier. That's confusing. Well, I start talking to other people and they're like, I'm glad you said it. That makes no sense to me. And the next yeah. one and the next. And so I researched it a little further and I found out Ross's had written this about people who had been diagnosed. Their research was based on people who had been diagnosed with a terminal illness yeah. and had three to six months to live themselves. And their their reaction was these five stages until they died. And it was a group of people that had been diagnosed and that by the time her study with that individual was over, they were gone. Yeah. Well, to apply that to those of us that have survived yeah. the loss of others doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And so I set out to learn more about people both experientially and database research mm -hmm. and find out, boy, how does it really work? Yeah. And I found out that the experience is really stage-driven that is much more um, uh, interactive, not sequential or mm -hmm. linear. And it's you go through a survive stage, you enter into a stage when you're more alive and mm -hmm. you're engaged in the healing process, and then you're thriving. And what are the earmarks of both, of all three of the survive, and alive and thrive stages, yeah. what makes them different, and how do you react differently than me than we do with him or her or her or her. Yeah. And yet, even with our distinct differences from how we're raised and our worldviews and yeah. our experiential uh, uh, dynamics, what are the commonalities? What, what do you and I and all those folks share? And it's, it's, it really was an amazing and rewarding journey to yeah. have people say, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing this because now I think I better understand what I'm going through and I can heal yeah. and I can find joy again. And, you know, let's walk through that together. Yeah, it's, it's, so it couldn't good. be more exciting. And you've developed a ministry, greaterthanthat.org. Right. Um, so you help people through the grief process I love just how passionate you are, mm. how compassionate you are, mm, how empathetic you. you are, your spirit of helping. Um, I know God gave you an audible assignment to say, hey, yeah. you're going you're gonna to do something for the world. And I love hearing the story of when somebody says, I'm going to shift gears and I'm going to do what the Lord has really asked me to do. He's given me an assignment and that's what you're doing. And so greaterthanthat.org helps people through grief. 
your book is one piece of that, and you also have an upcoming book, correct? We do. The, the GreaterThanThat.org is a nonprofit organization that is designed 100% to support people who are struggling, not just with loss, but setbacks and life challenges. Yeah. I mean, we can experience, as, as you know, we all know, um, you know, loss and 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 grief and challenges in many many ways in, yeah. in this world. Can we talk on that just a second? Sure. Um, I remember the first time we talked mm -hmm. about what you do, mm -hmm. and in my mind, I'm thinking grief and loss is loss of a loved one. Mm -hmm. And then it really started sinking in for me things that I've grieved over: mm. the loss of a marriage, the loss of the way I thought my life was going to be, the loss of a home, the loss of, I mean, I think it's too easy to kind of categorize it into grief and loss of a loved one. Right. And it's not, it's so much more. I mean, I, I would encourage those listening, what have you grieved over? What do you, you know, what have you lost in your life? Something that you valued, something that was special to you and journeying through, how do you get through that is really what you're talking about, correct? It, it is, and you know, it, uh, I'll go semantics here, yeah. just for the sake of argument. I've talked with so many people about grief, the word grief, let's just use that term. Yes. Everyone's like, I haven't lost somebody that I love. So that, I that was my initial I, I reaction. I haven't experienced grief. Exactly. There's a woman I spoke to about this, and you know, she was very supportive and a wonderful gal, a wife of a dear friend of mine. And um, she said, listen, you know, I love what you're doing, but I've never been through grief. Yeah. Well, later we discovered that she had been um, molested as a mm. young girl by a relative. Yeah. And um, as she revealed that, she talked about the pain in her heart. And yeah. when that relative passed, the the experience that she struggled with yeah. and coming, you know, back full circle to what she had experienced, yeah. the trauma and the, the, the abuse that she'd experienced, and I, I said to her, you don't have experience with grief? She said, yeah. no, that's that's not what that is. Yeah. So I said, oh, so we talked further about it. So I try to use the word loss, loss. right? Because the five stages of grief conjure up that yeah. semantic correlation you're talking about. But I mean, ultimately loss and heartbreak and setbacks, these and brokenness, these are things that we understand that are so so broadly uh, uh, applicable in our lives, and and I would say, secondly, even if you as a, an individual are not going through a loss experience or a yeah. setback, almost all of us know somebody who is. Yeah. So now the question is, how do I help support them as a friend? That's right. Good. How how do I show up and help? them understand um, that I love them without, as many people do, as yeah. it, it, without saying something that's inadvertently uh, counterproductive, yeah. right? So the, the greater than that ministry is built on three tenets, right? One is to educate and in, inform, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to understand what you're going through, even if when you're going through it yourself, when you better understand what you're experiencing, it lowers the anxiety yeah. and the stress because you're like, okay, this is normal. I'm not, I'm not crazy. This is 
a normal thing. Yeah. Many people go through this. The second is inspiration. So we want to make sure folks know that what I've been through and what millions and millions of people have been through and hundreds that I, we refer to in our ministry who are brave enough to share their stories yeah. say, look, if I've been through this and if I'm happy and I'm living a full life, yeah. you can do it too. And I know it doesn't feel like it now, mm. but you can. And then the third tenant is community. And let's provide you with an opportunity to come together with others who have been through or are going through their experience. Yeah. And either you can give back and help them, or you can tether and connect with others that will help you on your journey to healing. Because you can do it with God, as I said earlier. Yeah. All things are possible. Wow. And let's do it together is, yeah. the, is the idea. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. The community piece, I want you to speak a little bit more on that. What, talking about loss to others, we know that that helps them. What is your like position on community? How, how do you incorporate that? I mean, even for yourself or how do you help others with that? Well, it's, it's a great question. So first of all, you know, I've been personally facilitating gr uh, grief support groups mm. for many years and it's built on the Survive Alive Thrive method that yeah. was developed in the research of this book and what to do, what not to do. And a yeah. lot of it is just being merely present and supportive and listening and caring, yeah. right? But what we're doing is we're providing that method, the, the, the opportunity, which we call a circle of hope. We provide circle of hope groups and training yeah. that we provide to churches, community groups, and small organizations that that have that want to a support one another, and in many cases that just want to dig deeper yeah. in that relationship. Because I can assure you that we all have stories of loss and brokenness in our life experience, and would you share those experiences with people that you love? the intimacy and the depth of those relationships grows deeply. Oh, yes. So we're, we're, we, we're thrilled to offer support, an online um, version if you'd like to create your own private group through our, um, through our website, through our nonprofit, all of it free. Yeah. Or if you're a church or an organization looking for a new way to inspire and support people that is Christ-based and that is also built on proven, you know, clinical and data-driven 
um, solutions, yeah. then you know we'd love to help you and partner with you any yeah. way we could. And to create a joy-filled life, right? Amen. You know, this show for me personally has just been, um, I've gone through a lot of struggles in life. I've had a lot of valley moments. Mm. And yet I realized that I could be victorious in Christ, that I can be living a joy-filled life, that I could have wonderful moments in this life and that those struggles don't define me, they don't determine where I go, and they don't hold me back from being able to live that victorious life in Christ. And so when you said joy-filled life, sure. um, tell me about like your perspective on how do you be joyful? Well, a joy-filled life is a life that transcends the circumstances that you might be in, right? It, folks have said, uh, St. Teresa, who worked in the streets of Calcutta, would whistle and was always joyful. And they say, what is wrong with her? She's not limoing around in Wall Street in New York City. She seems happy. Well, it, it's similar to the runner in Chariots of Fire, where he felt the, the presence and the joy of God in the act of, of running. Yeah. That analogy is, boy, get to know God in a relational yeah. way and live in a way that is intended to help lift others, to, to give back, to do what he's already modeled for us, go through tough stuff and yet be there. Yeah. And, and I would say um, a joy-filled life is about um, recognizing that no matter what happens to you, that with God, you can find yourself celebrating and, and experiencing a life that you may never have expected. And, you know, I would just, I, I just want to say that, you know, if you're out there and you're going through something difficult right now, if you're struggling with something that seems insurmountable to you, I promise you, I promise you that if I can get through what I've been through, and that if you know God and a God that loves you so dearly, He will lift you up and you will find joy in His arms again. Mm. Give Him a chance, I promise you. And God promises us that we, all, we won't always stay in that valley. Well, you know, I love the idea where um, when God says, um, uh, well, I guess the scripture says that if God is with you, who can possibly mm -hmm. stand against you? And yeah. let's expand that. How about what can possibly <laughs> stand against yep. us Amen. when he's in our corner? Yeah. Everything else, you know, falls away when we're talking about, you yeah. know, the creator of, of all things. What a what a what a blessing to know that we've yeah. got this guy, you know, behind us, loving us and walking with us. And yeah through the Holy Spirit talking to us. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And uh, it is. You know, it's it, transcendent. Paul said what in, in Philippians? He said, you know, don't be troubled. Don't be anxious by anything, yeah. Philippians 4. Yeah. Don't be anxious about anything in every circumstance through prayer and petition, make yeah. the needs of your heart be known. Yeah. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. Boy, that's that's something that I spend a lot of time on, yeah. even today. Oh, me too. At four in the morning, if I my eyes open and I'm anxious about anything, I go right back. It's like, look, there's a piece that surpasses all understanding, Mark. Yeah. You know, let's get some perspective here. Yeah. It's going to be okay.
good. I have two questions left for you. Yes, ma'am. I feel like we just started talking. I know. But I only have two questions left. <laughs> so I want you to share the Mark Negley truth bomb. So what that is, is a 30-second powerful takeaway mm -hmm. that when our friends walk away from this video, that they are like, that's the thing that Mark Negley said. You know, I, the thing that Mark Negley would tell you is that no matter what you're facing, no matter where you think you've been been pushed, pulled, or otherwise um, gypped or or shortchanged, okay, it's not true. Believe in God, and the chance that you have to be forever happy, no matter what your circumstances are, because His love is forever. Don't take that for granted. Amen. And for our friends who don't yet believe that, I would say rewind right now mm. and go listen to that again. Because I think I think of that for myself, my 15 years ago, if somebody would have told mm. me that, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I believe that. Yeah. If I'm being really honest, I don't think I believe that 15 years ago. It's hard to see through the world unless you look beyond it. The lens of Jesus Christ in our lives, right? Amen. And I would say, go back and rewind that and listen to it over and over and over until you truly, in in every cell of your body, actually believe mm. what you just said. Amen. Last question. Mm. What piece of advice would you give people? Now, it doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have some, I don't know, golfing advice. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, you don't want my golfing advice. No, I've heard. That's not true. I've heard yeah. you're a good golfer. So. Well, you know, yeah, but, uh, you know, the, the the game of golf is, is one of those curses that uh, <laughs> no matter how much you love it, it still beats you every time. That's why I never started. See? Genius. <laughs> Wisdom. Wisdom. Well, if I was going to give, you know, one little bit of advice, it's um, choose to be happy. Mm because that choice is available to you and it's a precious gift yeah. that is only available to you right now. And there will be a time where we'll be in the most joyous, remarkable you know, place that we can only imagine, right? But for now, don't waste it. Amen. Choose to be happy. Yeah. Live a joy-filled life. It's right there. Yeah. You can do it. Amen. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I want you to sign the book for me. Happy to do that. This show was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.